You are now listening to the Gundog Notebook Podcast, hosted by Darrell Smith. guys welcome to another episode of the gun dog notebook this is darrell smith your host coming at you with another awesome episode before i introduce you to our awesome guest of the day i have to thank our sponsors up first dakota 283 oh my gosh you guys i love the, the dakota 283 kennels here is what here is why as a wife it is kennels are big anyway and they're kind of a cumbersome thing but Dakota 283, you have enhanced my life. Here's why. You've made it easier for me to use and carry around. How did you do that? You did that with the handle. Like, duh, so simple, but so useful. So, I love the handle, and I also love how easy you guys made it to actually open and close the kennel. Like, ding dong. Like, please make it easy for me to get my dog in and out. And it's so easy because the kennel we were using before had these little pincher thingies and you had to get them in the hole at the right time. And sometimes I'd get one pincher right, but not the other one. And Ruger, or now we have Vegas, but Ruger would be looking at me like, what you doing, mom? And so it's much easier the way you guys have it set up. I just, I just literally touch it and open it and close it and I can get my dogs in and out. So thank you, Dakota283, for enhancing my life. If you would like your life to be enhanced, I encourage you to use the Gundog Notebook promo code. Why is that? Because who doesn't like cool stuff when they're buying cool stuff? You get a cool kennel plus more cool stuff if you use our code. That code is TGDN50DD. Let me say it again. TGDN50DD. That goes through, through the end of March. And what will that get you, you may ask? I'll tell you, it'll get you, you can get a G3 kennel at full price and 50% off all Dine and Dash products. All right. Next, I have to thank LCS. What's that you may, you may ask? It's Lion Country Supply. I like to say LCS because my husband graduated from Landmark Christian School. Guess you, did you guys know that about him? But anyway, back to Lion Country Supply. My husband is so freaking excited about puppy season. And I know that you all have have met our, and maybe seen our new puppy, Vegas, who is cute as pie. He's so cute. And I, every time I look up, my husband's looking for more things to buy for this new training season with our puppy. And where do you think he's going to buy things? Lion Country Supply. So Lion Country Supply, I thank you for 
for offering such awesome products, but I also have to give my husband a budget because he goes crazy on your site. So if you're looking for stuff to do your spring training, you know where to go. Lastly, but not leastly, is the Pride dog food, which my family has lots of pride in, but I'll tell you why I personally have pride in it. The Pride dog food, so we were using another dog food before we went to the Pride. The Pride literally changed the quality of Ruger's coat. No joke, no lie. Ruger's coat is so soft and so beautiful. Additionally, if you ever meet Ruger in person, every time we go to a trial or all other different trips and wonderful places I go with Darrell, I went more before we were expecting. But um, when we go on the road, people would always come up to us and say, your dog looks so good, man. Like he looks so good. He's very slim and trim. He's got the right amount of muscle and build. He's not too small, but he's not too big. And he's, you know, he's an athlete. Um, and why does he look so good? Well, it's because of what we feed him. I mean, it's just like people, which you, you look like what you eat like, right? So why does he look so good? It's because we feed him well. So thanks so much to the Pride Dog Food for keeping my champion dog well fed. And I have to close with a quote because I also don't know if you guys know this about Darrell, but we're actually quote people. We're a quote family. We like to stay inspired and stay on the same page. So one of the things we always say is that your success lies in your daily routine. I'm going to say that again. Write that down. Your success lies in your daily routine. So if you are not seeing the type of success, if you are not getting closer to the goals that you see for yourself, I promise you the, prop, the problem lies in your daily routine. Ask yourself, do my actions honor my dreams? So speaking of that, why is that relevant? Because my handsome husband has created what he calls the agenda for dog trainers. Now, what is this? It's a way for you to organize yourself as you move towards your goals for yourself and move towards your goals for your dogs. What does it take to be successful? Well, an organized mind and an organized plan. And my husband has created a great tool, honestly, not only just for dog trainers, it works for me for my goals as well, but specifically for dog trainers to, to say, okay, what do I want out of myself right now? What do I want out of the dog right now? And helps you organize and get yourself towards your goals. So if you're looking to be an organized dog trainer to get closer to your goals, I recommend the Gun Dog Notebook 2, which can be found on thegundognotebook.com. Well, surprise, guys, if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm not actually Darrell Smith, but I am Ashley Smith, his wife. We were just joking around on a Sunday night, and I was like, I can do your intro. He was like, well, do it. And I was like, I'll do it. So it was a joke, but now it's a thing. So nice to meet you guys and talk to you soon. Bye. All right, guys. Another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook podcast is at your listening ears. And I'm excited to get on to this episode with the Joe Smith, Mr. Nunhell back. If you go check his Instagram out, man, you talking about a passionate dog trainer. <sighs> He's one of the good ones. He made it out to Oregon. <laughs> so, Joe, <laughs> how's it going, man? <laughs> it's going good. It's going good. Another, another nice warm Oregon evening. You know, I went out to the farm with one of the dogs. We're getting ready for a trial next weekend, so... 
You know, I'm living the life out here in the West. Man, yeah. I'm keeping transplant out here in the West. All right, look, you did it right. If, if I, I just said um, not too long ago before we recorded, if I wasn't living in Georgia and if I didn't have access to Thomasville, man, I'd be chasing you down, man. I'd be right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's talk, man. Like, why did you even move? Because you were in school in Massachusetts, correct? Correct. So, uh, so I, I went to uh, I went to middle school and high school in in North, down south North Carolina. I was wrestling. Um, I'm actually from New England, uh, but you know the wrestling is better down south. And so we went we went down there for school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing that. My freshman year, I went to school down in, in Tennessee. Okay. And that's actually where I really really got into the point dog. Because uh, I mean Tennessee like. As a story, still trial history. Before then, you know, I was messing around with uh, pit bulls and, and beagles. I always loved dogs as a kid. Yep. But when I went to, when I went to college my freshman year, I got invited to a field trial. We went up there to Kentucky. Uh, to Kentucky. I watched, uh, got hooked immediately. Mm. So, uh, you know, I had to leave Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee's a great state. Yeah. But, um, the school I went to, I mostly went there down for wrestling, and it was it was very strict. It was boys on one side of the campus, girls on the other side. Of the oh campus. no! <laughs> so, uh, so unfortunately, I had to leave the great state of Tennessee. I went back up north, and um, and I, I finished up in, in Massachusetts, where there are if there are no birds in the south. There are less birds in Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've heard that, man. Like, I've heard you got to, if you go find birds in Massachusetts, man, you got to, you got to pull them out of, uh, like, a Houdini tree. You, you're going you're gonna to wear your bootleg around. Right. For sure. Right. So, uh, so, I, so I graduated in 2016, and uh, after I graduated, my, my whole thing was, I got to go someplace with better than laws. And I gotta go someplace with birds. Hey, look, you you say you sound like the right type of southerner, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I um, I ended up getting a job uh, out there with Marriott out there in Oregon. Loaded up all my stuff in my Jeep, and I drove three thousand miles across the country. Ended up in Oregon. Dang. And now. Uh, I've been, I've been loving it. I've been loving it ever since. This bird last year, everybody told me that it was a down bird year, and it was the most birds I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> wow! Uh, wow! Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Now, what kind what kind of birds are you getting into out there? What's your favorite game species out that way? So my my favorite the game I target I target hunt. Okay. My, my love I love hunting hunts. I will, I will a lot of people like hunting chucker. Uh, those people are crazy. <laughs> 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 I hunted. I hunted Tucker one day. <laughs> <laughs> my back hurt. Oh my god! My knees hurt. My ankles hurt. And I said, you know what? Birds not worth it. Puns <laughs> uh, are a little bit of a walk, but they're they're in that sweet spot, right underneath. Like so, you'll find you'll find horns at. Two, three thousand elevation, and you'll find chucker at five, six plus. Wow! So, right, so you'll find you'll find the horns right down in the in the mid level, 
and you can you can sometimes get Chucker as a bonus who come down. Wow. And, uh, so I, I so I'll, I'll target Hans mostly because it's I mean it's it's a it's a walk, but it's not as bad as Chucker. And then you can you can also in that same in that same game you'll give the hook present. Okay. So, okay. Uh, so the the first year I was out here it was it was a year of scouting because as you know with Upland Bird Hunters nobody's going to tell you where they hunt. Right. So so it was it was I I probably put twenty thousand miles on my car the first year I was out here. What. Um, you know, put putting in work. You know, hunting on the weekdays. I was the first year I was out here. I hunted eighty three days out of the out of the season, and uh, and I got I got a lot of spots and a lot of spots. And but I, I put in the work and, and I figured out I figured out where to find these birds. And right now I think I'm um I'm a hunt specialist. I can I can drive by. I can see a spot and but. That that the spot looks like it's gonna hold on. Nice. I'll go work that spot. Okay. 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 So look, you you seem like the man I need to partner up with when I come out that way. And uh, when you when you come out when you come out here, I, I can I can put you into some birds. I I got some spots where you're gonna get into birds. You're gonna get into birds within the first ten minutes, and then every twenty minutes you're gonna get into birds. Wow. Okay, I'm here for it. Well, that's definitely been on my uh, my list of places to hunt. So look, when I show up now, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying when I show up, we we going and I, I I all I can say is I can shoot. If I don't know where the birds are, when you put me into them, I can shoot. That's all. That's all we need. Well, that could work because I can't shoot with a <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell anybody that right now. That that might be why the bird population is so great. Because oh my god! <laughs> I, I I'm telling you, I, I I'll see seven cubbies and I'll get two birds. That ain't um, too bad though. You know that mean that mean this is more for tomorrow. My 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 whole thing is because I never practice. My whole thing is if I got time to go practice, I got time to run dogs. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm more I'm more about the dogs than I am about the shooting. Well, that look, that sounds like an honest man to me. And that's real, bro. Like, that is, I can definitely appreciate that. And I second that notion as far as just the dog work, man. Like, and, and shooting is nice, too. And, and I love the identity of, you know, what upland hunting goes for. You got your nice gun and, and you want to have that pretty shot on the wing and stuff like that. But, you know, what we care most about is that dog's tail being up in the air and that nose being held high, man. Like that's oh, what's man. most important. There's there is nothing there's nothing more satisfying than when when your 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 dog is working is working the edges, pulling to cubby hunts, and he he knows exactly how far he needs to get off that cubby hunts before pushing it. Right. And then it's 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 completely barren. You you look out there and you say there's no birds, but you trust your dog. You walk out there, and then a covey just erupts. Right. And then you like, and then of course, for the first few coveys, you're gonna lose. You can absolutely lose your mind and just start blasting in the middle of nowhere. Right. But right, right. When you, when you figure it out, when your dog figures it out, and then you can scratch one out of that covey, and your dog retrieves it. 
It's the cool, it's the coolest thing. Yep, yep. Well, I mean, look, that was that was the story of my last Thomasville hunt. The last hunt that I had this past season, man. Me and my buddy Shane, we were uh, standing in the middle of a damn covey, didn't even notice it. Middle, I mean, middle of a covey of Bob White Quail, and they erupted around us, man. I got one out of that whole thing, but it was, it it, it just throws you, man. Like, you'd be like, whoa. You lose your pool. You just lose your pool on those things. Yeah, man. So, let's scale it back for a second, Chief. Now, you were working with pits. You know, we were talking, I got a background, and I got a whole love for pit bulls, too. You was running beagles, and... and in any of the hound guys out there know I love them to death. So talk about that. So I mean, so I thought my my whole thing is I I love performance animals. I want I want an animal like if I if I get something uh-huh. I want it to be better. You right. know what I mean? So if I got if I get a phone I want it to be the best phone. If I get if I get a dog I don't want it to just be a dog. I want it to be a dog who can perform. Right. So so as a, as a kid. I got into the pit. I got into pit bulls, and I was showing them in ADBA shows, like weight pool and treadmill races, and I, I got super deep into that. And then, but I was, I was, but with these, with these pit bulls, they're, they're not a dog for everybody. Right. You have to, you have to be willing to put the work in to train these animals. Right. Because I, I know, I know people say, you know, they're a nanny dog. That's how you raise them. But you, you have to you you have to always and this is where we're trained you have to anticipate you right. have to always be aware of what that dog is going to do before it does it you have to keep that dog out of a bad situation before it gets into that situation right right absolutely I'm so glad you said that but keep going so and and so I I worked I worked with those dogs for for years honestly the only reason I got out of pit bulls is because. I moved to the West, and uh, most of the places would not rent to them, and I didn't have the ability, because I had a lot of people, I didn't have the ability to transport them all to the West Coast. Right. But those dogs taught me everything everything I know about training dogs. I learned learned some pit bulls. And everything I know about, like, like knowing animals. Yep. I learned from pit bulls. I'm the same way. I can't, and I'm, man, that... Dang, that's so dope. Like, we share the same story, man. Like, I, if there's any dog that you can get that'll really look you in the eyes and tell tell you whether or not you're doing a, 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 a service or disservice to them, it's a pit bull, right. man. They're so misunderstood, but like you said, you it taught me how to calculate them. It, it, you, have, and, you have to, because if, if you are wrong, if you are wrong, that might be that. You, it can be so disastrous. Right, right, right. Which is which is the, which is where the which is where the the, the problem comes with pit bulls is a lot of people should not own those dogs mm-hmm. and they put those dogs in terrible situations. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, I think a lot of the amazing animals. Yep, I think a lot of the breeding. Um, there is a ton of of very bad breeding going on in the pit bull community too. A ton of it. And and of course, based on certain communities and and people wanting a a beefy, meaty dog, you're not Mm -hmm. studying the breed, man. And you get these nutcases and 
and they should and it doesn't have to be that way there and I and I will say that pit bulls can be some of the sweetest dogs in the world to the people that know how to raise them. Sweetest dog. I've had dogs that I've given to my grandma. Yep. Sweetest dog. Yep. But you also have to understand what you have and what the worst case scenario can be with these dogs. Mm-hmm. And and so and and so that's being on edge every time I have these animals and knowing I gotta know where this animal is, I gotta know what it's doing right now, I have to know what it might do. I have to be in tune with, if that, if that dog is looking away that it didn't look yesterday, it might make a move. Right. So I have to be on top of that dog. And then the training, where you need to be the alpha with that dog, that, that dog cannot think ever in its life that it has to take control. Right. That dog always has to, that dog has to understand that you're the alpha. If anything bad happens, you have it. Right. You've got the, you, you'll take care of it. Right. And it, it, once it feels safe, it's going to be good. Yep. The problem is, is most people don't know how to trade dogs. Most most people with any other dog should not have that dog. Yep. 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 And, yep. And, it, and it just, and the, and the problem is exasperated with with dogs like pit bulls and everybody. Either everybody wants to be, to be tough or they everybody wants to rescue a pit bull because it's a pit bull. Which right. Is unfortunate. Right, and that's the thing. There's so many other dogs, man. You ain't said nothing but but the truth on here, man. And I, it, it's been a goal of mine, man. And there's a piece of me that wanted to go back to where I used to get my dogs from because I was getting dogs out the hood, man. Like, and and they were good genetics, but based on the wow. circumstances, they just weren't. They weren't the dog for everybody, and they are. No, I, I, no pit bull is the dog for everybody. Yeah, I was like, not, no, no dog ever is the dog for anybody. But like I said, with with how because these dogs are so strong and powerful. Yep. Like if if you're you know if you're if your English setter is in a nutcase, you know it's it's going to run away. It might snip somebody. Right. But if a pit bull is a nutcase, it's going to be a huge problem. Right. Right. It, it, and that's that's a different type of energy and a, a way different exactly, type of force. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. That's that's the biggest that's the biggest thing it's because it's because the potential the potential of destruction is so much higher. Mm-hmm. You have to treat it as a different case. Yep. You have to man. And these and, I, and people don't like to talk. I like I said I love the breed, yep. but you the people and people like to just gloss over that fact. But it's a true fact. And most of these people who don't want to talk about it should not own the breed because they're doing it as a service. Right. And that's the thing, man. I, I just can't thank you enough for getting on here, man. And, and in a lot of ways, I feel like I started ahead of a, ahead of myself by working with pit bulls earlier and then going to bird dogs. It wasn't like a downgrade or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, with bird dogs, you're dealing with a a softer temperament a lot of the times. Like I said, they exactly. they will run. They'll do all of that stuff, and you don't want to. It was almost like at times you had to put pressure on pits just to rein them in. And you, I've noticed you don't near have to do that with a lab or a pointer. It, you don't have to do that. The way the way I say it, it's like. It's like from driving NASCAR to mm-hmm. driving on the highway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
like the stress level, the stress level goes away. But you you still keep that sort of awareness, but you don't have to be as on edge and as on that dog, right? As before, right? Right. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, bore your listeners with pictures. It's a big business, like, because people, people need to know, what, like, because, you know, people have these misconceptions about the dog. Mm-hmm. They're amazing dogs, but at the same time, most people who own these dogs should not have should them. Should not have them, right. I No, you're not, right. I don't think you're boring anybody. Um, this is the gun dog notebook, man, but mm-hmm. a part of the original foundation i guess of of the gundog notebook it's hell i came from the, the world of pitbulls so no it's i think yeah. it's totally relevant totally valid these are things mm-hmm. that need to be said on a very honest and upfront note you know right. and and this is coming from somebody like yourself that you've got experience with them in-depth experience um and, yeah and i you know and i and i worked and like in a lot of these a lot of these dogs, you know, the, the greatest dogs were people, but any kind of fur, dog or animal, you know, they were on it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you had to, like, you know, and there were kennel accidents, but, you know, you had to make sure, like, all right, I know where this dog is, I know where that dog is. Yeah. And, uh, and and from coming from that that whole background, which is funny because, um, you know, I and when I got into pointing dogs, I was always pointers and setters. That's yep. all I had. Yep. When yep. I came out west, I got me a wire hair. You know, and everybody told me, you know, these wires are crazy, they do this and that, and they fly, and I'm like, well, you know, I've, I've been around this wire for a little bit, and if you were at a bulldog, <laughs> these wires are okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, like, you, you, know, you, I can, you're not dealing with the same type of thing. You know, it's not the same type, it's not the same type of thing. The, the, wire, the wires are crazy, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, they, they're some crazy dogs. Right. They're not, not pointers and setters. But if I if I compare them to the Bulldogs, it's nowhere. I, I it's, it's it's still it's still Cheesecake Factory compared mm-hmm. to the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, Joe, I can't thank you enough. Now you was working Beagles too. Now let's talk about the Hounds now, cause and this is why. Like one day, whenever I when when my wife and I move um, from the house we're in now, I want to go ahead and start building a kennel, a small kennel, maybe four or five stalls. I said I'm going to get me, I used to have an old walker hound that was trash. Had a damn good nose, but no heart. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was the softest hound I'd have never seen. But I love the hound breed. I mean, I really I do. Them. I love them. So talk I, about your work I, I, with I, that. I think you're like me, you just love dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I, love them. I, love them good, I love me some good hounds. Yep, 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 yep. So talk about your work with that. So, uh, so the, the same the way I got into beagles is the same way I got into point dogs, but from a different from a different kid. Uh, this was probably back in middle school. I got invited on a, on a rabbit hunt. Um, those those twelve rabbits in North, in North Carolina were fun to yeah. to go out here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, do you? Do, I'm sorry, real quick. Do you follow a dude, mm-hmm. Delvin Terry? Hounds Terry, no sir. His his he's got an Instagram account, the Houndsman of America. He's dope. Mm-hmm. He's dope. I want to get I, him on. I, I follow so on Instagram. I follow Southern Beaglers. I don't follow too many because because I started following them a lot at the beginning, and then I started showing them to my to my fiance, mm-hmm. and then she just and you know she just said. We're not having a pack of eagles. Right. 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 So right. I, I to, so, but I follow some of the eaglers, 
and I fought uh, Tyson Anderson, who's a, who is, uh, and I don't know if you know Tyson. Uh-uh, I've Tyson never met him. Uh, Tyson, he's a big beagle guy. Right now, he's doing transporting, and uh, and, and he also used to start, he also used that fifth one. Okay. But now he's just sticking beagles. And, okay. Well, he just got himself a center, so. Oh, he's a so smart he's dude. He, look, he's coming around like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Tyson Anderson, he's a, he's, a good, he's a good man, too. Okay, I'm going to check him out. But back to your beagles, though. Go go ahead. So, I got, so, because, and this is what, like, uh, beagle hunting is all is all about the dog, for people who don't know about running beagles. Because it's all dog work. Mm-hmm. you gotta have, you got to have a good beagle, because... What a rabbit is going to do, a rabbit is just going to do a big old loop. Right. I, I, the, the rabbit is going to go from where he jumped, and he's going to go, he might go 50 yards, he might go 50 miles, but he's going to, he, but eventually he's going to make a big old loop. Right. And you need, you need the dogs that are going to track that, that rabbit and, and bring him all the way back. So when you hear these dogs coming back, all right, you get your, you get your full channel, your 20 gauge ready, um, you know, to, to harvest this, this rabbit. Mm-hmm. Man, so, and, yeah. And so, and, 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 and that's, and that's where, that's where I, that's where I got hooked is, 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 is one, the, the dog work and the tenacity yep. of, of these animals. Yeah. These, these little animals and, you know, you got, you got your jump dogs, you got your dogs with speed, you got your dogs with nose. So I ran, I ran a pack about six or seven dogs. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a very big pack. Yeah. But, but you run, you run this pack of dogs, and you're you're getting out there, and and you just hear them jump, and you hear them, you you hear them hit track, and they're and they're running these dogs, and you're just lighting the woods up, and and boy, if, if that don't get your heart racing, I don't know what will. Yeah, bruh, hearing that hooping and hollering around in the woods, man. Mm. Yeah. When they're when they're lighting when they're lighting the woods up, and they're and they're hollering. And you're, and you're just all right. They're gonna come. And the same, you know, because uh, it's just like anything. You got you bring them around. You figure out what the dog's gonna do. Uh, just like you know, a pointing dog, just like a herding dog, any kind of dog. You're gonna bring them around, right. of course. But what? But once you have a good pack and you and you know what they're gonna do, and you're just like, all right, buddy, just you know, keep keep that gun ready. Right. And you can hear them, and and the, and you hear them tracking. You're watching them on the garment. And they're and they're and they're on and they're on this bunny's ass twenty yeah. twenty miles. They're not letting up, man. And you're just listening. You're listening. You're, they're they're cutting they're cutting through the swamp. Bunny's trying to catch them, and then they finally they finally get caught up in that 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 cottontail close to the wood. And then you get a shot. I swear, I swear, that's the coolest. That's that's what I I, I say. I, I'm gonna say that the whole night. That's the coolest damn moment ever. It's just when, when dog work works perfect. Yeah, you know what I mean. When dog work it, works perfect, I'm gonna take that from you. Dog work works perfect, <laughs> and that's just when you and when you what they're bred for. Because uh, that's my whole thing. Like, I don't keep because my whole thing is it it costs as much to keep a pet dog that don't do nothing as to keep a working dog as a pet. Right. So I, I like to keep I like to keep dogs that have a job and I want to see them do that job. And when them be, when them beagles, when them walkers, when them, when them walkers hit a strike, and then you and you hear them bang, and then they got a clip in that tree like the beagles go. I, I I would keep I would keep walkers out here, but there's not much of a there's not much cool work out here. They, right. they mostly chase cats and 
So and so now, so I'm just like I don't I'm the phone mess with a cat. I'm scared. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe some people like to treat cats. Right. I you want to know what's crazy? <laughs> I I want to. I, I would love the experience of treating a cat. Sure. I would like to be in the party. <laughs> <laughs> but them got them some tough jokers there, man. Like, that's a yeah. whole... I don't know if I could so, stand losing, like, the... I don't mess with my one and they don't mess with me. That's the respect that we have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could afford if I could stand losing a cat like I mean losing a dog like that. Losing a dog to that, right? Yeah. Um, but oh, oh see, see, I got like you could lose the dog to birds if, if I I, have, I can speak on that later. But, oh, uh, but yeah, so I don't I don't keep hounds out here and um, but back east, boy, that was that was so much fun. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Now. Just you got me on the side track. What you mean you can lose a dog to birds? What's your experience with that? All right, so um, so AKC Porter Nationals was in Oregon last last October. Right. And uh, um, this this woman Tracy Haynes, a lot of field trials might know her. Um, Tracy's listening. Hi, and um, but yeah. So. So Tracy came out here from Colorado, and uh, AKC Porter Nationals was on Buckhorn Ranch. It was run on Chuckers. Uh huh. And a lot of the dogs aren't used to the Eastern Oregon terrain. Right. So the first the first day of the national championship, I, I believe seven or eight dogs got lost and weren't found until the next day. And. Um, Tracy, uh, Tracy had lost a dog. What happened was the dog was running so hard, it went over a ravine. Oh. Yes, sir. What? It over it. She it went over a ravine, and unfortunately, she lost that bird dog. What? Wow. I mean, that number one thing that speaks to the dog's tenacity just. The will right. to get them, but that's so sad, man. You bring these dogs to that kind of level. God, boy, I tell you. And and so and it was it was so steep at that spot. Uh, they tried to go down there on a horse to get her. They ended up having to walk the horse back up and go down there on foot and bring the dog back. Dang. Uh, Tracy, Tracy's a great woman. She actually ended up winning the championship with a different dog. Yeah. However, she lost. She lost that other dog that she ran. Man, and, that's wild. I mean that. Shoot, and man. Like it's, 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 it's just one of those things about you know I, I like Nevada, Utah. When you're when you're working uh, Chucker and you're dealing with these cliffs and you're dealing with these high power dogs who. They don't, they, you know, like it's, the same, like, it's the same thing when they're running through barbed wire. They, these dogs aren't thinking about themselves. Right. They're trying to they're get just, to the birds. They're trying to get birds. And, uh, and it was, it was, that was a, that was a, a really unfortunate, um, spot of the, of the trial. God. The national Man, well, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that she came back and won, but that's such a, a, a sad and very real story. You know right. that that can happen, and mm-hmm. 
you know, I guess out here in the South, man, that's not necessarily something that I think about. That's now we we have our own. We have you know we got uh canebrake rattlers and stuff like that down here. Right. You know, and you can definitely get your dog popped by one of those, but that seldom happens. Like, I'm going to end up getting Lil Vegas snake broke. Right. You know, but to have a dog just run so off a right ravine. Off, right, off a, right off a cliff into a ravine. God, boy, I tell you, that's, mm-hmm. that is so sad, man. Well, I mean, and then there's, you know, and there's, and like, and that, that what that happened at a field trial, and you know, you know, how many hunters, you know, they're, they're worried about hunting chucker and their dog goes right over that, you know, that you don't hear about. Like, right, right, right. So, you know, that's, I mean, there's one thing about, about these performance animals that we're breeding and, and that we love. We love that, that these animals are willing to go on a bash. Yeah. Over a cliff or after these birds, but that's unfortunately one of the one of the realities that, that can't happen. It is, it is, man, mm-hmm. and man. This what I love about this podcast already is the fact that you are bringing up forth a lot of the realities of what it is that we do. Because I right. mean, man, and the more the more deep I get into this dog world. Um, as far as bird dogs and, and of any kind of performance or sporting dog or you know any of the titles, these things do come up. You know, I've heard of folks getting their dogs snatched up by you know uh, mountain lions. I've I've heard of folks getting their dogs gored by you know wild pigs and stuff like that. And it's it, it's such a scary thing when we think about these. All we're doing is going going after these itty bitty birds that. Right. There's so many, there's, uh, there's so many, I, I remember there was one time when I went hunting out and this was, this, this, this was probably, this was probably like one of the coolest things about being out west is I was out hunting chucker. Um, I was out hunting chucker and pheasant in, uh, Cottonwood Canyon. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, you know, so I'm out there, I'm following my bird and I'm out hunting chucker. And I come up to a tree that two bobcats are underneath and they're eating a rabbit. And you don't think, you know, while we're out here hunting, all these other animals are out there hunting too. Right. 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 So I, you know, I'm walking up to this tree, this bobcat, he makes eye contact with me. I make eye contact with him and we just stare at each other for a second. Right. (laughs) And then, you know, and then I just go my way and, and he just goes right back on the eat, and then it's just, you know, and you, you think you're the, because when you're out there and nothing, you think just because I'm the only person, I'm out here, like, I'm the only one out here. Right. But there's a whole ecosystem. There's, there's, there's everything going on around you, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. It, it's a beautiful thing, but there are things to watch out for, and, and based on your environment, you know, yes. you have to be wary. I mean... Like I said, down here in the south, the, the I guess the best part of hunting down here in the south is very seldom during bird season am I gonna find snakes because you know they're just not gonna be out and they're not gonna be out in the cold like that. Yeah. But it does happen, man, and and mm-hmm. you have to know what it is to do. It you know, funny story. We'll move on. 
I was actually reading um, my book um, by Havila Babcock. I, I read short stories out of it every so often. Um, the book is called um, I Don't Want to Shoot an Elephant. And in that story, I'm towards the end now, a, a story about a kid named Jude and his uh, his his uh, his setter. Setter's name was something pistol. I can't remember what it was. Uh, but it was a kid named Jude who wanted to be a field trialer and had got this setter um, off of a blessing. And basically, his dog got struck by a canebrake rattler. And even, and I'm a literary person, um, even reading that and what he had to do, he had to cut the wound open and basically suck the venom out of the wound and the dog lived and it went on to be a champion. Like that resonated with me because I'm like, damn, uh, <laughs> what would I do if my dog got put into that situation? Right. You see what I'm saying? And this, this is a 12 year old kid in this very uh, non-fictional story. And all he wanted to do was get out there and, 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 and the story is based in the South. Matter of fact, based in plantation country. And this little boy ends up getting cornered by a rattlesnake. And the dog goes in to kill the snake. And in the process of killing him, the snake struck the dog. Well, these dogs will do so much for us to protect us and, and to give, you know, to give us their all. And That's you, we, yeah. And and I wonder, like, okay, are we willing to give the same thing back? We're not. Unfortunately, <laughs> that is that is man. That is the that is the fallacy of man, and that is why we love dogs mm -hmm. because because these these dogs will show you everything that you're not. Mm -hmm. The reason why the reason why I feel like we love these dogs so much. Uh, like even even if you feel like like I you know I feel like I'm a good person I try to do my best. Yep. The reason why why we love these dogs so much is because there there's no there's no lie uh, within these dogs there's there's no falsehood. Mm -hmm. These dogs are gonna these dogs aren't gonna tell you that there's something that they're not. Mm -hmm. These dogs are gonna show you exactly what they are. You can either see it or you can't. Right. But they're gonna show you what they are. Right. Uh, Anybody who has a anybody who has a great dog, anybody who has a bad dog, that dog didn't tell you, oh, I'm gonna be a great dog, and then turned out to be crap. Right. The dog shows you that it was crap. Right. The dog shows you that wait, uh, there's there's no they they can only be what they are. Right. Right. Uh, they they are the absolute truth. Well, and and, and you know to add to that, we were talking about the black bird dog trials. You know, right. one of the many, one of the few consistent things that, because I heard a lot of different things. I mean, there was a lot of truths that I got from that trial. That trial was very revealing for me to be down there with Neil Jr. and Curtis and all of them. But one of the things that <laughs> these guys kept saying, Joe, they were like, look, that dog may have the best bloodlines and the best genes and all of this stuff in the world, right? But that dog is not going to be something it's not. It cannot be. It cannot be great if it doesn't have it within him. If the dog ain't built with it, 
I don't care how much you put them on a woe this and a check cord that and a, a e collar this. It's not gonna matter. Every every dog I've ever had has been a well bred dog, which means every dog that didn't work out was a well bred dog. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, everybody everybody wants a dog out of you know champion this and champion that. to you as a trainer to number one accept that and and, and look for those traits and not lie to yourself and not lie to yourself that's yep. what happens if people lie to themselves right and because the dog the dog never lied the dog told you exactly what they were and I mean you can you can lie to yourself and, and, and say I'm, oh I'm going to change it or I'm going to do this or that and then but then when the dog does what the dog the dog told you is going to do that and then you just like, and then you, and then you get mad at the dog. Like, don't get, I never get mad at dogs. That's my, that's my biggest thing. I never get mad at dogs. Because if I, if I'm looking to go break a dog and say it doesn't work out, the dog never told me it was going to be a fiddle champion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The dog never told me, the dog never told me it was going to, it was going to do this and that. Right. That's something I wanted. That's something I expected. So if, the, if it don't happen, it doesn't happen. And you know what? You're a good boy. Right. But I got to get to I got, but I got to work with something that I need. Right, and 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 you have to at this point in the game, Joe. Like, you got to be, you have to accept that. Now, the dog might hunt for you, but if it you, might, it, it might be a great, it might, you know, what I'm it might be a great hunting dog. Right. Even right. I've had, I've had dogs, and I was like, you know what, this is a great hunting dog. You are a good boy. Right. But you're not what I need. There's also been dogs that are shit hunting dogs. Yep. A great pet, but you're not what I need. Right. Right, absolutely, and <laughs> man, you ain't said nothing but a word, Joe. Like it's it's a very real thing. This conversation that's going on on this podcast mm-hmm. because I, I think the expectation is and is that people can go out and spend all kinds of money on dogs. Right, that the money is gonna make the dog. No, man, it ain't gonna work. It's not gonna work. Yeah, not. I I can tell you. As far as Ruger is concerned, my lab, I didn't spend a whole lot of money on him, but he is a dog that hunts for me for what I was expecting out of him then. But I, I was right. open to the fact that, shoot, man, that might have, that all, that, not almost, that could have very well in another parallel universe been a damn couch potato. Right. And, mm-hmm. and and then what are you gonna do? Now there's some people that get rid of the dog and do it all over again. Now unfortunately, I'm right. not in that situation. My dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm the same way. Yeah, if man. Out, if, I, if I bring a dog home, that dog is staying home. Yeah, man. And then we just gonna have to work it out some other way. But so I I have to do my research. Yeah. 
Yep, yep, yep. Now, that is an important thing, you know, to do the research, man. Like, with both of my dogs, I definitely did the research in terms of finding a quality breeder, so on and so forth, and and getting a dog that came from a very loving background. With Vegas, my pointer, like, and, 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 you know, it's guys like you that I've been watching in the pointer gang and and game and, and... the research is so important in the bloodlines, despite what the outcomes might be, you have to do the research. You have to go out and say, look, if this is something that I want to perform, you need to set yourself up right. with the best odds. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if, it, like, say, if you, if, if you want, if you want a fast car, you're not going to go get a Honda Civic. No, you're, you're not. Go sit. You're gonna go get a uh, you're gonna go get a Corvette. Yep. So it's you know it's the same like so it's, if you get a dog that's not from these high powered lines, maybe it'll work out. Maybe. Right. Chances are probably less. Mm-hmm. But if you go to somebody who's who's making the lines that you want, you're gonna have a higher chance of getting what of getting what you're looking to get. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Just speaking of, of, of high-powered dogs, and you're dealing with them, you know, on a, a fairly extensive level, you, sir, are a field trialer. So what made you want to get into that? <laughs> well, one, I hate money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that That is fair. <laughs> so, I love, so apparently I love giving money to the field trial secretary, mm-hmm. who, who do a good job, and I love you all to death. Um, I got originally I got into field trial to extend my hunting season Mm -hmm. so originally I would never do field trial during hunting season because it's hunting season that's what I'm I'm working for right Uh, now if it's in the beginning of hunting season I'll I'll make an exception right but I, I but I I you can either say I, I hunt my filter out dogs or I filter out mining dogs, whichever way you want to say it. But I'm a, I'm a hunter first. Right. Um, but there's the, the hunting season, so hunting season is pretty long out west, but it's still not the entire year, so you got to have something else to do with your dog. And I'm competitive. I like winning. I like working. And if, I, if I'm not winning, I want to learn. I want to I talk to the winners, and then I want to beat them. Right. So I got in the, I got in the field trial, um, which is in, it's an amazingly weird scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't so I don't I don't do the the I don't do Nastra and I don't do uh, UFTA or UFTA, um, which uh, if any of you guys are trialers, I call them running guns. Yeah. So yeah, you know. Um, I, I don't do those, and half of it is probably because I can't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, 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 uh, so I do American Field, uh, which is you know uh, NBHA and U.S. Shooting Dog and AFTCA, and I do AKC, which is uh, these field trials are on your own foot, only on horseback. The dog goes in point, you flush the dog, or you flush the bird, you shoot a blink gun, the bird flies away, and the dog can't move at all. 
at like at home. Dog, the dog can sometimes make a move as if it's watching the bird to make to mark the bird, mm-hmm. but generally they do not help the dog to move at all. Okay. Uh, and then and then you carry the dog on uh, throughout the field, but the dog cannot backtrack and chase that bird that just flushed. So it, it's a very controlled. Uh, it's 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 more it's it's much more about the dog work than it is about uh, the bird like the bird or anything after that. Shot. Right. Right. Okay. That, that's 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 kind of what that that's the only trials that I'm involved in. Okay. Uh, and now, mind you, I, I keep up with field, and with American Field, and I love it to death. It's like watching Sports Center for me. Mm-hmm. It's 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 fun. And uh, there's a lot of work that goes into it because none of that is natural for the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you really have to have a, a polished animal uh, to compete in these kind of, in these kind of trials. And uh, and they like you know they like a, a like a big running, strong, powerful dog. I run power shooting dogs uh, on the edge of all age dogs. Okay. Uh, the pointer that I'm asking is, the pointer the pointer derby that I have right now. Is he on the edge of he's, he's about an all age dog? An all age dog is uh, that's like that Indy 500 Daytona, like NASCAR, mm-hmm. all out dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but so he, so he, like he loves he loves running big and he loves finding birds, um, and we're we're just trying to get him to well, listen a little bit more. Right, 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 and you and he'll get there, of course. I know you'll do it. Yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll, yeah. We're 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 getting him. We're getting him there. And okay. then I've got and I've got I've got this German wire, which is the first this, the first dog with a short tail that I've ever run. Um, so what made you get a wire hair? Uh, okay. So when I moved out to Oregon, I had a English Setter. Okay. A little English setter female. Uh, I had some puppy winners in field trials, and I she was a grouse dog. Um, unfortunately, um, when I was I was trying to hunt out in eastern Oregon, the the kind of the volcanic rock that we had was really hard on her paws, and it was eating her feet up. Okay. So I need. I was like, oh well, I need some more dog power. So I get on the internet. There's like there's a an elk hunter up in Washington. He's like, you know, I got I got a wire, and I've done some training, but you know, I I, I do more big game hunting. If you go to buy them, you can buy them. Right. So you know, I'm like, all right, wire hair. I've never had a wire. Uh, no pictures, no nothing. So I drove five hours up into Washington. I I uh, I get on the car. I go see this dog, and this. Big white and black dogs who's out of the backyard, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh no, is this a dog?" <laughs> and uh, and you know what? The guy doesn't charge me a nickel. He says you can have them. He says I got the paperwork and everything. You can have them. And I said, "All right, he's hunting dogs. We'll, we'll see if he can hunt." I get him. I get him home. I put a quail out. He immediately eats. The quail. Oh God, no! <laughs> he finds the quail, eats it whole, and I said, "Oh no, I, I see why I got him for free." <laughs> <laughs> so, 
The <laughs> damn wirehands, man. I'm telling you. That damn boy, I'm telling you, these dogs are different. <laughs> um, and so I tried taking him hunting a couple times, and it, he was a he was a, a big running flusher. So wow, uh, I was Not like, a- all right, well. And so, like I told you, like if I bring a dog home, that's our dog. Yeah, that's so, it. There's no, there's no giving, there's no giving this dog away. So I said, all right, we're hunt, we're shutting hunting season down. Um, and then I just, you know, I just started putting work into him. I started getting him, he, like wasn't gun shy at all. So but I started getting him out of breaking him from the shot. I started getting him stop creeping in on birds, stop flushing birds up, and. Um, Shortly after that, unfortunately, uh, I lost that center female. Um, she chased a squirrel, got hit by a car, and uh, we took her to the vet. And uh, the vet, you know, the vet let us know, you know, we could do this work. It's not guaranteed. So we made we made the decision to put her down. So Damn. you know, I started her off with this still trial grass bug setter, a nice dog. And now I'm stuck with this wire hair who's eating bird. This this old extra crazy wire hair. Extra crazy wire hair. Man. Well, I, I well, I've been following your images, man. Like that wire hair seemed to be polished out a little bit. It's 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 piling up on me. But but I'm gonna say, I got him out of chewing on birds. I got him out of flushing the birds. Mm-hmm. So I got him polished up. And he finished he finished 2018 as number nine wire in the country. Really? Yes, sir. That's dope. Well, that that damn sure speaks to your training now, don't it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you see. I, I'm telling. Well, I, I say this, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll, like, I have always been blessed with better dogs than I have than I should have. <laughs> he, he, he's, a, he's a good. He's a good dog who just needed some work. Okay. And I. I put some work into him. Like I told you, I hunted that dog 83 days. And all the wild birds and all the train. I do work on it. I do work on the training. And, um, you know, he he finished his senior hunter with ease. Uh, we got him into the field trials. He, he went on the nice one. And then he finished with another nine dog in the country. And I was really happy about that. That's dope, man. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. And speaking of, of, of competitions and, and stuff like that coming up, you got some chucker championships coming up too, right? Oh, that's a sore subject. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a sore subject. Okay, so so right now, I don't know if it's global warming, I don't know if it's climate change, but Eastern Oregon and Eastern Washington – has been getting a ton of snow. I've heard, and I'm so sorry because so, it is not the same so down they here. Are, so they are buried in snow right now, and so as of now, it might be postponed, but the checker championships uh, for the American fields have been canceled. Oh man! So, um, so instead, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to drive 1,500 miles round trip. And I'm going to go down to California uh, for a field trial next weekend. I'll drive down there Friday, and we'll do a horseback field trial in California. 
Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Now you now you are are you borrowing a horse? You got your own horses? How you doing that? Right. So so I do I do own my own uh, horse. Um, but for the California trip, what I'm going to do is I'm going to rent one from the Wrangler. So uh, for some of the bigger trials, uh, they'll have a Wrangler where, and this is good. This is good for. If you, maybe maybe you don't know if you want to get into field trials, but you have a good dog. Yeah. You can rent a horse from a Wrangler, and uh, you know it's it's generally you know fifty fifty dollars for half a day, hundred dollars for the whole day, and you can you know that's your horse. So you can ride it in the trials. You can ride it in the gallery. Um, so that's so that's what we'll do. I'll, I'll drive the dogs down and I'll rent the horse, and uh, I'm I'll, I'm going to run both dogs. The wire hair and the pointer, um, and uh, hopefully we co- hopefully we come out with blue ribbons. Man, what's up? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna cut my chicken my chickens before they hatch. Well, look, it, it's fine if you did, cause you just already all kinds of crazy. You gonna run a pointer? <laughs> you gonna run a? Uh, you go first of all, you are gonna drive fifteen hundred miles. Second of all, you gonna run a pointer. Then you are gonna want to run a wire hair. Brother, I'm uh, you um, you are a different kind of beast, my friend. <laughs> you, sir. Drive back up to Oregon and go to work Exactly. You are a different kind of beast, and I love it. I can appreciate that, man. Like, yeah, it's um, it's, it's, and it's what I, it's what I told my fiance. Uh, it's uh, when you love something, you're gonna you're gonna make sacrifices to go do to go do what you love. And mm-hmm. um, my the, the whole reason that I the, the reason that I hunt as much as I hunt is because I got hunt dogs. Right. Um, right. And I don't I don't have these dogs to just sit around in the house during hunting season. If it's hunting season, I'm out there. I'm hunting. Yep. And uh, and it's trial season. If I if I can afford an entry fee, we're out there. We're running. Yeah. We're running dogs. Yep. And 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 I'm not. And travel, the travel season is not is not cheap. <laughs> Man, look, I'm I'm learning that now. So my um my definite go to trials are gonna be the the um, Blackbird Dog Handler trials. Now, when I get this little mm-hmm. Vegas going, that's a non negotiable for me every year. <laughs> Um, you know, and I'm, and I'm going to end up having to, until I can purchase my own, um, Tennessee Walker. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the pictures that I had posted of Neil Carter's horse, but I want one just like that, but I'm going to end up, I'm glad you said, explain the process of renting a horse and stuff like that. I'm going to either have to see if I can borrow one of his or just rent a horse, um, down that way. But. In addition to that, I'm trying to run American Field, and I'm learning Nastra. Um, I'm learning it, but honestly, man, watching just the dog work to me has, is it's so. In the American Field. Yeah, I I can't argue with you on that one, man. That's not, and that, but that's not that's not nothing about Nastra. Yeah, no, I'm a member of Nastra. Trust me, I know it's nothing on it. Trust me. Nasser allows the dogs yeah. to make mistakes. Yeah, American and, Field and AKC, the dog cannot cannot make a mistake. So there's no tolerance for, for right a slip up. Right, and it, and it, see that's what I'm learning that about. That. It's not that a Nasser dog can't do AKC. It's just that 
if somebody lets you slip up, you're going to slip up. Right, right. And like, like, like if you let your, if you give your dogs a certain amount of leeway, they're going to take that leeway. Mm-hmm. 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 And that is that is something that I've learned, especially last weekend, but especially just reading on uh, the American Field, uh, you know, updates. You know how they, they give you the magazine, right. like, dude. There's a cert, there's another energy to it. Um, yeah. And I learned about it by visiting the Ain Plantation last year. Mm-hmm. It's just another energy, chief. It's another, yeah, it's, yeah. it's another level. Yeah. It's, it's, another, it's another level. And I, I uh, and I, as, like, as a competitor, that's, I, I want to compete, like, I want to compete at my best. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, like, as, like, as, like as, as the top I can, um, and, I mean, if I, if I could shoot better, I, I'd probably, you know, I, I would probably be national, but I can't shoot but I can trip, but I can make a dog stand still. You're right. <laughs> I, can't, I can't shoot, but I can make a dog stand still. So You're right. I, you know, I run, I run and broke dog trials. Look, and, uh, man, I look. I can't hate on anything that you said. I'm learning my <laughs> way through it. Um, because, like you said, I'm a hunter first, man. And right, what I want out of this pointer. Um, I'm learning more and more out of, uh, I'm learning more and more what I want out of this dog. And what I'm looking for is that, that marble statue, Italian sculpture, polish and finesse. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And, and that, that's one misconception people have about these real child dogs. Oh, uh, if, you know, if they're, if they're broke to shot, you're going to lose birds and, you can't, like, yeah, yeah, things are going to disintegrate as you're hunting, but what I want from a field trial performance is the same thing I want while I'm hunting. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's no difference for me. I want that I want that sort of perfection. But the difference is, in a, in a hunting situation, there's leeway for them to slide. But I still, I'm still looking for that, 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 that perfection out right. of that dog. Right, and we and we spoke about that a bit earlier when we, um, you know, really started picking up communication. And I'm so glad we had a conversation. I'm one to believe, and I just I, I've never had a pointer before up until this point. But my standards are so damn high that I think that it's possible to have the field trial, American field quality. In my hunt, I just do. Yes, a thousand percent. You know, and I just really think it's okay if I if I don't shoot a couple birds here. This this little Vegas here whining, but if I don't shoot a couple birds just for the sake of my dog not breaking point, that's just what it's gonna be. And I like working my dog in and around wild birds. Yes. It's 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 uh, it, it, it's my understanding. This, the way that I feel is, it's exactly what you need to get out of that dog. Right. A lot of, a lot of people when they're out hunting, they you know they feel like all right, I drove two hours to get here. If the dog breaks, I'm still going to shoot that bird. I, not worth it. Uh, the the way yes the way the way I look at it is I you know I, I'm. I don't. I don't care how far I drove. I don't care how much money I spent in diesel or gas. 
if if the dog doesn't handle the bird how I need it to handle it, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put my shotgun down and I'm going to handle the dog. Mm-hmm. 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 Because it, it, it's worth much more to me that I that I get the dog work that I need yeah. than it is me, you know, killing one or two extra birds. Well, and let me play devil's advocate with you. So let's just say we're in wild bird country. The dog, what happens if not only does the dog break to the damn thing or it doesn't operate the way that you want him to do and you miss the shot? Well, don't you think that that just jacked up your whole operation? What? And, I, and like, all right, I'm going to give you an example of why. So I just told you why I don't want dogs to break. No, you haven't um, told me that. All right, so, so, just because I like broke dog work. Right. However, the beginning of this season, right off of field trial season, so the dog is supposed to be broke. We go pheasant, we go pheasant hunting. A pheasant gets up, you know, I dump both barrels, and I thought I missed the bird. But my dog broke on the shot, and I was pissed. Oh, Wow. The dog, he, the dog breaks from the shot, you know, he's gone for, you know, 40, 40 seconds, two minutes, something like that. Comes back with the dead pheasant in his mouth. <laughs> so, had that dog been, had that dog stayed broke, I would have killed that bird and thought I never killed it and just said, okay, let's just go on and find another bird. But because he broke, he went after that shot and retrieved the bird. So, I can completely understand why people don't want a broke dog because that does happen. Right. Not, not that you don't know that you hit a bird, but say you hit a bird and it sailed and, or you hit a bird and you wound it and it hits the ground and you need that dog on top of it. I, I 100% get that. But, the way that I train my dogs and the way that I want to keep my dogs is I need these dogs to be broke, mm-hmm. regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if that dog hadn't broke, that was that was probably the longest retrieve and the coolest retrieve you might have So it was damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you have to pick a but you pick a side, and and that's it. Of yeah. course. You're gonna miss some things. Either like it's, it's like you know the left and the right. It's, you're, you're missing out on things in the middle, but you you pick a side. Right. Or you can be in the middle and you can just say like in the hunting season, my dog can do whatever. Still trying the season was tightening up. Right. I get that as well, but I prefer my dogs in the hunting season to stay broke. Well, and I I'm right there with you, man. It doesn't matter what trial organization I do my motivation for that is literally coming off of what I've seen down in Thomasville. And, and just why not have, you see what I'm saying? Like, why not have that? Just even if it's for simple bragging rights. Because yes, I, I, one thing that I understand is understanding your limitations as a trainer. So maybe you can't bring that out of that dog, but it's, uh, well, it, 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 it's, it's, it's entirely possible. You know, people train dogs to sniff up bombs. All we want them to do is find a bird and stand there. Right. You know, it's not, it's not too hard. Right. Um, 
it's so it's it, it's not that the dogs can't do it. Right. It's just that you know we we do have limitations as trainers. Yep. So uh, I I think you know push yourself to be better. Push your expect more to your dog and expect more to yourself. Yep. Uh, you you can get both dog work. Yep. I, and I, I I prefer the highest level. I don't I, I don't want to settle for less than I know that I can get out of myself, and I don't want to accept less out of what I can get from my dog. If say but say I push my dog and it felt like it, it, it can't get better. This is what this is what the dog will do. Right. That's fine. But if I know that dog can do better, I will not accept less. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, again, goes to that speaks a lot about your understanding of what that dog is telling you. Just like we were saying earlier exactly. in the conversation. Exactly. What is the dog telling? And But again, Joe, <laughs> you set your dog every standard that I can say for at least for my lab that I've set for him. It may have taken a week, two weeks, maybe even a month to get him there. But the dog never fell short. So why would it be yeah. any different? These dogs are smart, man. They're smart. If, they, if, they, if the dogs can get away with less work, they will. Right. Right. The right. same with people. The same with people. Yep. The, the, the path of least resistance is beautiful. Right. Right. And the that's... Dog, the dog would rather do nothing and get fed. Right. Versus putting the work and get fed. And getting and there. Just... Uh, it, and, I, and I know it's like, you know... It's, it's, it's nice to where your dog does mediocre work and gets his work for it, and you feel like, oh, I, I accomplished something, but I just, I, I don't feel that way. And I, you know, and I do get criticized, you know, but I'm, I'm not happy with mediocre work. Yeah. Out of my dog. I, I, I want to see the best, and when I see the best that it can be, I'm a stack. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. That's, like, that's the boy. Right. But when I know that they can do better and they do do better, no matter what anybody else is thinking, oh, that's a great dog. It's not a great dog. I've seen that dog do better. I can do better. And and that's what I'm striving for. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I totally agree. And and that, like I said, that speaks volumes to the expectation. Joe, give me two seconds. I need to, my phone is dying and I don't want the call to drop. Let me go run and grab my charger real quick. I'll be right back, okay? All right, not a problem. All right, stay on the line real quick. Okay, yeah, sorry about that, man. I didn't realize I left my charger downstairs. Uh, that's not a problem. Okay, okay. So, just, you know, staying back on that um, that high-caliber dog, you know, what... 
and maybe maybe you can uh, can I guess help my understanding with this. Why do you think? And I don't even know if I put this in the subject in the questions that I sent you. Why do you think there's so much success with pointers and setters in these field trials? I'm being totally biased. I want to know what your thoughts are on that. All right. Well, the easiest one that I can say, and I love it, is you've got pointers, and then you've got dogs who point. (laughs) (laughs) A man after my heart. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. And 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 honestly, like I'll go deeper into it, but that that like in the simplest form, that's it. These pointers, like these pointers, when they when they came when they came across the water from England, we in America, we made them what they are right now. Mm-hmm. And we and the setters the setters the came the same way. The setters came across the pond, a completely different animal, and. They were they they were basically right along the same vein, right? Just one it was, you basically had a shaggy pointer and a and a short hair pointer, right? And Not a German short hair pointer. pointer. <laughs> and, and, no, no, no. We had a we had a and and I and a lot of the German the, the short hair guys don't want to say, but they got an American short hair pointer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They just they just got they just got a pointer with the tail cut off. Right. Is what they got. Right. But you got you got but and and people tell me this about the the wire that I got the wire that like he runs big and he's real nice. They tell me that you know he's got a lot of pointer bred into him, and I have absolutely no problem with that. Like I'm, I'm not a wire purist. If if somebody back there bred pointer, and they probably should have bred more pointer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I subscribe to the same thing. I think a lot of the. I think a lot of the white coat in your German short hairs and your German wires, I do think that is attributed a lot to pointers. Yes, sir. Yeah. And it's, be, it's because they needed the dog. It's because they needed the dog to perform like pointers and like wires right. and like setter. And, and even uh, let me, if you don't mind me, add to that, and I'll let you finish your statement. Um, I learned also from Neil that a lot of the what's called the July Hound was bred into the pointer, which has made it, that dog's yeah. nose so strong. Right. Yeah. So, the, so, that, so like the pointer that came across the pond, that was a different breed of pointer than what we have over here. Right. And so what they, you know, they bred the hound in there, they bred foxhound in there to give it more legs. We got, we got a bigger running, stronger smelling, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, look, America is a completely different thing than what they've got over there in the UK. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger running, bigger, bigger smelling kind of dog. Right, right. And and then after after we crossed that, that pointer and we got, or the English pointer, and now we have the pointer. We just, it's AKC, American Field, it's just not pointer. It's not, it's not English pointer, it's just pointer. Yeah. And I and I'm oh, look. Yeah. I'm having to learn how to filter that English word out of my vocabulary as far as right. pointer goes. Right. It's just it's just a pointer, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's because like I said, it's because you got a pointer, and then we got dogs who point, which are the continental breeds, which is the Beastlers, the Wirehairs, the short the short hairs, the Britneys. Those are dogs who point. Um, pointers out of the box. You're you got a you got a pointer. That's all you got. Right. And they're they're bred for endurance. They're bred for run. They're bred for point out of the box. Uh, 
these these continental German breeds, they're 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 supposed to be versatile, and that's what that's how they came over here. Right. What people are doing now is they're specializing them, aka breeding pointer into them to make them what they should be for America. Right. But pointer, pointers and setters have a head start because they were here first, and we've already gotten to the point where, I mean. In in an ideal world where everybody wore gray, everybody would just have pointers. Right. But, you know, people like different things. People, you know, people like dogs that look different or act different but do the same thing. So, uh, and, and you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that to, to talk down on setters or vicious because those are cool dogs. But the... The upper, the upper echelon are pointers and they are setters and... I mean, they're pointers first, yeah. and then they're setters. There's, there are a few good setters. Um, one good setter is a son of Da Vin- of Calvin Da Vinci, who is an all-age derby. Uh, that dog is is running his little ass off. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, Mike Hester, uh, a book dog, been out in uh, North Carolina. He's running uh, Quick Marks' uh, Town Tacoma. Mm-hmm. He's a really nice bird. Uh, there's a setter out west called Zora, who's really nice. But but you you see, I I, I can mention a few setters yeah. who are nice. Yeah. The, the majority are just pointers yeah. uh, who are really nice. Well, and that and and that speaks to exactly what you were saying. When you go look at the field trial hall of fame, man, look at the lineup. Right. And it's and it, and and if you want if you want to get a different kind of breed and because you, you, know, you like the breed or you like the challenge and you want to be different uh, that's cool that's awesome there I've seen some awesome short hairs I've seen you know I've seen awesome wire hairs awesome Vichlas awesome Britneys but uh, if you want to compete on a major circuit um, you know you you get the dog that's smooth yep. which are pointers yep 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 uh, yep and. And it's just, it's just because that's, uh, it, that's the dog that's doing it, and every other breed, every other breed is competing for that spot. Right, right. Um, and it's, and it, and it's on, and I'm not, I'm not even talking down on those breeds because. Oh, I don't think you are. I actually, I absolutely don't think you are. I mean, I could say well, the same thing. The same thing. Because it's not like there's breeds who have done it. Right. Like, no breed has done it. Right. Well, so, think uh, think about yeah. it like this. There are certain consistencies. You talk about the pointer, yeah. and I totally agree. Why do you think I got a pointer? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But think about labs. And we love yeah. Chessies, and we love Goldens, and exactly. all that. Exactly. It's the same but damn thing. You know, there, there are certain things that are just consistent, you know, when mm-hmm. it comes to a certain breed. I got a Labrador because that's the way to go if you want something that works. Mm-hmm. Yes, and there's more there's more breeders consistently producing high quality labs than there are more breeders consistently producing winning chess. Like what's the last chess that you saw win the HRC? Like right, it's a lab. Yeah, it's just, and so we, and I love centers. I've had a lot of setters, um, but there's not as many setters breeding all-age 
setters who can win as their own corners. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've seen, I've seen really good short hairs. Uh, there's a guy, Brandon Bloom. He's got an amazing short hair who is half qualified for nationals and Ames. And that dog might be the first short hair to qualify for Ames, but he hasn't done it yet. Yeah. 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 And it, and, and, and by, and, by being a short hair, just because not by being a short hair because there's a bias, but just of what that dog can do, he's behind the able. Right. Just it, what physically of what, it, what the makeup of that dog is, he's beyond he's behind the able, and then, so he has to over, overcome that. Uh, like pointers point. That's why they're called pointers. Everything else is a versatile dog that. Uh, Maybe in 10 or 20 years, they're all going to be pointers. But right now, people are overcoming the versatile breeding to get out the fur, to get out the tracking, to get all that all mm-hmm. that out of there and make them just bird dogs. Right. Well, and, and it's interesting you say that. So, and I just wrote an article for uh, Project Upland on... Essentially, what I define as a versatile dog. I mean, it's probably a hell of a mm-hmm. lot of people that disagree with it. But um, for me, you know, having my lab, you know, track and retrieve fur and feather, I'm okay with right. that, right? I'm, I'm yeah, totally, great. I'm okay with that. I don't need them to mm-hmm. point. I don't need them to do any of that. And and every so often, mm-hmm. you'll catch the occasional lab that will point. It's nothing that needs to be bred into the dog. The pausing lab. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> pausing. The, 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 let me stop for a second lab. Right, like, and, and hell, even my dog has done that as far as like, right. and it's a, it's, that's not a true point. No. You know, that that's not a true point. And like I said, Ruger has done it maybe two or three times. And I was like, oh, that was kind of cool. But I need you to go pick up my stuff. But, you know, with that, I don't mind uh, Ruger going to pick up a squirrel. I'm a, I'm a squirrel hunter. I'm a rabbit hunter. I, uh, if, if I look, man, if, if old Bugs Bunny get caught running across the road, <laughs> you will get caught. Right. <laughs> but, but at the same, but with this pointer, that dog will not, I don't need him to retrieve ducks. I don't need him to retrieve uh, rabbits and anything outside of an upland game bird. And that is a choice that I decided to make. For that simple exactly. reason, pointers point. Mm. Yeah. And it's... It, it, a screwdriver is not a worse tool than a hammer mm. unless you need to hammer a nail. Right. <laughs> exactly. That was. A, I like that. I'm gonna take that from you too. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Like, because you know, I'm not saying that the hammer is better than the screwdriver. It's not. They're, they're different tools. But if you want a hammer and nail, you take a hammer. Right. You, sure, you could hammer and nail with the screwdriver, but it's gonna be more work. Right. Right. You're gonna do that. You know? And and I find, um, I find so many, um, you know. So many uh, versatile breed guys, or con- not versatile, I'm sorry, continental breed guys, 
and they're great right. dogs. There's, they, I don't think I don't want anybody on this Phenomenal. podcast to think that we're talking down on the dog. They're just well, obvious. I, like I, 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 like I, I owe the closest. I owe the German wires. Phenomenal mm-hmm. dogs who you know, you know, he's a bird dog, but I mean, that this dog has killed coyotes. Mm-hmm. He's gotten into forty points. He's, he's a monster. Right. My pointer is not going to go out and kill a coyote. I can tell you that now. Exactly, they will not. <laughs> when I first saw the wire do that, I was like, oh, okay, I got a different dog. Right, like, and and that's just the exception. But the thing is, I don't want to fight against the tracking instinct. I don't, I just don't, like. No, I, do, yeah, it, it's more work. Right. It's so much work. I don't, I don't want that dog's nose to hit the ground. Unless it mm-hmm. unless it is intentional, and even with a a, a running bird, I just need you to lock up. And my logic is, I need you to lock up, um, and I'll send Ruger in for the rest of the job. Right. You know, and and to to point, I mean not to point, but to put the bird up in the air and stuff like that. For a pointer, all I need you to do, Chief. All I need you to do is point. Stay there. You know, and and I think that there is a there's a battle or a debate that goes on with the differences between the dogs. And, you know, and to me, I think there's a lot of merit to why you don't really see a lot of pointers winning like NAVDA trials and stuff like that. Uh, uh, like yeah, exactly. Because well, I mean, if you if, if you probably if you four special players, it would all win national trials. <laughs> right, but but even with that, like Joe and I want to get on that cheap. I don't want to force fetch my dog. I I personally, me personally, I hate force fetching, um, and it's because like I don't, like I said before, it's about knowing your limitations as a trainer. I have no idea what I'm doing with the police fetch, and I would rather a dog naturally retrieve that I can improve right. versus me ruining a dog um, by beating the hell out of it and making it retrieve. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There are guys who know exactly what, to, what they're doing with the force fetch. Uh, the the mother to my pointer uh, was a master hunter, so like so she retrieved perfectly. Right. Uh, she was she was force fetched and she she retrieved perfectly. Um, I, I, I have never, I've tried that with one dog and I saw the dog starting to fold, um, just because of my pressure. And I just said, you know what? I have to, I need to learn what I'm doing because I, I, like, until I learn what I'm doing from somebody who knows what they're doing, I'm not going to try. Right. I don't, and I don't, if, if a dog doesn't retrieve. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it, right? And I'm I'm in that same boat, man. The the crazy thing is, I got a retriever, <laughs> so I'm we'll just, just retreat. right. Ruger is a natural retriever. I will just heal him when we go out on hunts, which is my plan anyway. Heal him when we go out on hunts. When this dog points, a bird gets up in the air. As long as all of the bird, as long as all of the pointing work is done well. Right. The dog will get, I mean, the bird will get knocked out of the air. I will send Ruger in to do any of my retrieving, and I'm totally fine with that. With Vegas, what I'm seeing is that he likes to hold, he likes to pick stuff up and hold it while we're going on our little happy time walks. I'm okay with that. 
So from there, I'll transform that into come here, which will eventually mold into a retrieve. But if Vegas said, but it's not a force. If he, if he, but if he doesn't, if he balks, you're not gonna like force him to turn. No, I'm not gonna do that. Like he's young enough right now for me to say, okay, will this dog do it or will he won't? Back to what we were saying earlier. What is he showing you? So far, he's showing me that he will retrieve. Right. But and that's not off of force. That is you like to pick stuff up. One plus one just got to equal two. If I can get you to recall to me and you like picking stuff yeah. up, well looks like looks to me like we gotta retrieve. Yeah, then you got something there. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm sorry, man. I I've seen force fetching and all of that. No shade on anybody that does it. I'm sure that if mm-hmm. I learned how to do it, I'm at this point in the game, and and I, um, you know, there's so many trainers that that know way more than I do and stuff like that. But right now, for me, Joe, at this point in the game, I'm not interested in force fetching my dog because yeah. I just want I just want him to love what he's doing. I'm scared that the dog will hate doing the damn job. Right, and then you and then you're stuck with a dog that doesn't work. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that's yeah, and that's that's completely that's completely fine, and you know, and uh, you know, there 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 are amazing trainers out there, and there 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 are guys who know more than me, and you know, I, anybody who talks about training dogs or just want a soft dog, I'm gonna listen because I I I feel like I can learn anything from anybody. If, if you're if you're saying something crazy, I'm gonna learn what not to do. If you're saying something that's like I've never tried, I might try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my whole thing about force fetching is, I I am not the trainer that I need to be to try to force fetch. Yeah. And uh, if I if I need a dog force fetch, I'll take him to somebody who I know can do it, and I watch and I will learn and and I'll, I'll I'll move on from there. But, the point I'm at right now is I have so much more to learn besides force fetching. That uh, if, if a dog's got it, he's got it, and if he doesn't, we'll work around it. Right. We'll we'll make it work, man. I think that's a very, a very honest and very noble way of going about it, man. I just, mm-hmm. you know, and I I like to see trainers and 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 handlers and and dog men like yourself that are you know very real about that. Man, I don't want to, and I and I have a thing about having anybody else put their hands on my dog too. I want to train my dog be, myself. I've hell, I've been doing it since I started with Pitts at this point. So I just it, like you said, I'm at a certain level. If it's something I want to do, we'll learn from somebody that knows how to. And there are phenomenal trainers that will that can force fetch and things like that. There are. Amazing. Um, I mean, they're amazing guys out there. Right. Have learned and, and and the the thing I've learned about trainers is they 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 would rather teach you than they would teach the, teach the dog. Right. 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 And that speaks volumes to the hunting and upland bird uh, upland bird community. You know. Right. Now speaking as far as that community, man. You know, you and you and myself are, are some of the, I guess, more seen African American hunter uh, dog men and stuff like that out there. 
what are you sure. yes, yeah sure. and and I really appreciate how welcoming this community is to folks like us and mm-hmm. you know what do you think it's gonna take for us to get more folks like us out there or or do you think that there are more of us out there that just aren't being seen man because you know sometimes showing up at these field trials, we are the only ones, but there's well, no it, there, there's no issue. It's, it's just yeah. It's definitely both. It's definitely both. There are guys, you know. I, I can think I can think of guys on Facebook. There's Adrian Jackson, uh, who's a great judge, and um, he's a field trialer, um, he, and he's a trainer. Uh, he's down there in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Uh, I, I sent you a, a win from uh, Sean Melvin over there in Hoffman, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Was a great uh, a great dog handler and a, and a great trainer mm-hmm. uh, down there in North Carolina. Um, but I, and and, I, and I've tried I've tried doing this uh, back when I was living out east. It, uh, there's there's been a disconnect for sure, um, where black is synonymous with. City, yeah. Which, uh, which, which obviously isn't true. Like, there's a, there's been a lot of black uh, blacks in the rural South, mm-hmm. and then and, and just and rural United States, regardless, West, East, South. Yeah. But um, you you got to get you you have to get youth involved, and uh, and I used to I used to uh, put together um, this nonprofit where we would take kids from the inner city and I would get them out and I would get them skeet shooting and we would take them to a preserve and we would get them, you know, not, not even with dogs, just chasing pheasants and getting, you know, just ten race pheasants, of course, but right. getting them up and getting them shooting and going and getting them there the, uh, to where their interaction with a gun wasn't just from television. You know, it was from, from, from hoisting a shotgun and understanding the uh, the relevance of what they're doing, and understanding that it's uh, it's it's fine for them to, to be carrying a gun, right. and it's and, and then uh, making it so the woods weren't weren't this big outlandish area where where they would have no access to. Like no, just you know, drive thirty minutes, drive an hour, like get these kids out there and, and show them how much fun it was. Right. And, and I, and, uh, I did, you know, I did this in college for two years and, uh, even, you know, obviously like everybody's not going to gravitate to it, but you know, you get one or two and, and, and then they try to teach that on. Uh, and it's just, it, it, it's a reconnect it's because they're, they're, because obviously like, um, a lot of blacks started in in rural country, and they started hunting and they and farming, and then there was a disconnect when when they moved when uh, with the move towards city life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just about reconnecting these people and and teaching them um, instead of fearing uh, firearms to understand firearms, and then hunting and uh, and and harvesting animals and, and teaching them about like uh, preparing animals and it's just not getting it from the grocery store right, right. Uh, and, and then this is going to create a, a much larger population right right, right. 
like uh, blacks in America are still a small population. So if you if you start thinking about it in dog sports, it's going to be even smaller. Right. But uh, I I really do think that it it's introducing the youth uh, to what it can be and to and. And don't fear animals. Don't fear dogs. Don't fear guns. Don't fear wildlife. Uh, understand it, and and really learn about it. And yeah. it's going to make conservationists. It's going to make if if it doesn't make hunters, it's going to make conservationists. And at the very least, it's going to make somebody who, when they're going to the ballot box, instead of voting no for something that's going to hurt hunters, right? So, you know, they, you know, I've I've done the class. I've I've known about this. I'm going to vote yes. Even if I don't like it, for, personally, even if I don't want to go into the woods and have cat uh, tail saloons and, and smack me in the face, I still understand it, and it's not a bad thing, and they'll vote yes for it. Right. Right. And and it's I, I totally agree with that, man. Just getting more folks out there, man, because, like I said, I keep going on about this Thomasville hunt, man, because... For me, it felt like a family reunion. I know you, yeah. you see what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. and it was everybody that you wouldn't think would be on a horse and running behind a dog. Right. You know, I mean, and it, it it was it was very welcoming, and and we need more of that. But I just feel like there's not enough coverage. Especially in the African American community, on folks that look like us, and and we're trying to make a way, and we're not trying to to you know put anybody up or down or anything like that. We're just literally trying to say, hey, look, man, we're here too, and this has right. been a long-standing part of history as well. Mm-hmm. You know, back on back in the day, man, like. That was how you kept food on the table. Running bird dogs. Running, running bird dogs. I'm honestly like, like, even, like way back in the day, they wouldn't let them run bird dogs. Um, mm-hmm. But just, like, like African Americans were the ones who were training these dogs, who were handling these dogs, feeding these dogs, whelping puppies. Yep. And and that's and that's why a lot of African Americans turned out to be. Field trial scouts. Yep. It's because they knew these dogs. To be, to be a great field trial scout, you have to think like a dog is going to think. You've got to, you have to say, all right, there's a tree line here. The dog, If I was a dog, I'm going to run this tree line. I'm going to hit this field here. And so that dog is probably out that way. Let me go that way. Mm-hmm. And... And and that and that's where that's where a lot of Africa and that's and that's honestly a lot of the a lot of the white handlers they you know they realize that these people knew so much about these dogs we're going to make them our our personal scouts right and that and, and these are days before people. GPS collars uh yeah uh man man ran um a famous black scout is in the is in the bird uh, bird dog hall of fame as a scout mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, just Manoran was like he, he uh, a black guy who scouted for a lot of national champions, and uh, is now sitting in the Bird Dog Hall of Fame just because they recognize what he did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and, and it's, it's scout, scouting, scouting is, is is really hard work. I mean, um, 
Um, I would, I would never, I would never wish to be a professional scout. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I feel like it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of observation, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's a lot of work that gets unrecognized. It seems. Yes, it definitely gets unrecognized because the nature of the scout is to not be recognized. Right. You, if you're, if your scout is recognized, he's a bad scout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because to... techni- technically, your scout is never supposed to pass the judge. Your scout is supposed to be back in the gallery uh, and just uh, either on the east or the west, like on the sides. Right. A good scout can sneak off to the sunlights and, and go through the tree line undetected, find your dog. If the dog is on point, he can call point. But if the dog is not on point, he can gather that dog up and bring him to the front to make the dog look better. Right, right. So the best scout is never is never noticed. Yep. The, if, you, the, if you have a great scout, your dog just looks amazing. A bad scout is, is hollering, and everybody says, oh, look at him over there, and then you, your dog just looks even worse. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to be a phenomenal horseman because... Uh, as a handler, you're on the course, you're, you know, you're going at, you know, a nice walking gait. That scout is, is ripping through, through the wood, you know, on a horse, you know, dodging branches. If you're out, if you're out in the West Coast, that, that scout is, is going up on cliff edges that people wouldn't dare walk up. And right. he's riding the horse anyway. Right. Um, so to, to be... I, like personally, you know, like to be, in, in my opinion, to be a, a a great scout is a much better accomplishment than being a great handler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang, boy, I, I tell you, you you spend some history and knowledge, man. I I can't thank you enough on here, Joe. <laughs> I, I I mean I you know I um I love like I I was uh, I was telling I was telling my, my father-in-law earlier today just. It's a, it's it's a sport in my opinion, and mm-hmm. you know I I'm competitive. I love sport, and once I get into something, I just you know I I, I get absolutely enveloped into. It. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I'm I and mean I'm the same way. I I started I started off saying you know I love hunting more than field traveling, mm-hmm. and at this point I think it's fifty fifty. I think at this point. Um, you know, I it's it's it, it's a love for a different reason. I love hunting just because it's it's the purest form of running the dog. Right. But I lo- I absolutely love the sport and the game of field trial. Like it's 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 so nuanced. Um, there, there there's so much work into it. There's 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 so many people who give who actually give it all uh, into the sport. And the history, the history behind it, right. and the people, the people behind us, that uh, uh, I, I look forward to the out season as much as I look forward to the hunting season. Dang, man! Well, I'm, you know, my love and appreciation for it is growing, you know, more and more, man. And just like, you know, it's it's talking to folks like you. I, I mean, for my listeners, I know there was a lot of informative information on there, but shit, man, for me on here, I learned a lot from just hearing you talk and 
I want to keep picking your brain and just really learning more and more from you. Because, um, dude, I, I think you, you're on to something. And I think your love of the dog and love of the dog work is definitely something that we as, as dog men and handlers really need to mimic. Seriously. I think there's a lot of things even following your, your account. I know I check in every day just to see what you got going on or, you know, what's next. Um, because they're, they're very seldom people that I meet that have a, a very like pure understanding of the dog. And the thing is, and I think I, what I like about you so much is we have a, a, a not a, not a, all the way similar background, but a very similar background in a lot of ways. You see, you get what I'm trying to say? It, and most of it, man, just like uh, Joe Fryson down at, uh, in, in, at the uh, field trials this weekend, he was telling me, you know, he won that field trial five times, dude. And not once did he use an electronic collar or anything like that. And it's not a bash on the collar. It's it's saying he he was telling me, yo, learn your dog. He was like, that's the only thing that carried me to winning was learning your dog, sitting there studying him. You know, even with this little puppy Vegas, man, like I appreciate the times that me and my wife and, and Ruger and Vegas all walk through the woods and a lot of the times I have my eyes on Vegas trying to figure out what are you thinking about, little dude? You know, you know, what's going on? I mean, his legs are super short, so I can't do a whole lot of training with him. Right. But that there's something tinkering in that dog's head. Right. You know, and and, uh, and and this is what, and, uh, you know, I told my, my fiance this, you know, too, because, you know, there'll be times where, she, you know, she wants to take the dog out and, um, you know, and I'm, I'm at work or I'm doing something else and then, you know, she'll get done. And I'll say, you know, what, what did you, what did you teach the dog today? Like, mm -hmm. what did you guys train? And then she, you know, and, you know, she says, you know, oh, we didn't do anything. We just, you know, we just did this. And I'm like... Every every time you interact with that animal, you're either teaching you're you're either teaching that dog something or it's learning something. Right. That's it. So either you can teach it what you want it to learn, or it's going to learn what it's going to learn. Right. But right. Uh, but but the way these the way these dogs are is you can't leave them up to their own devices, or you can't just think that because I didn't tell it to do something, it's not it's not getting better or worse. Right, right. There's everything, man. I, you know, Joe, I'm a big Delmar fan. If you, I'm pretty sure you know this by now. Yes. Um, yes. I'm a huge Delmar. And that's, you know, I'm not, I'm not on the internet somewhere trying to learn this and learn that. No, I am mm -hmm. nose deep into best way to train your gun dog because that is honestly my opinion, best way to train your damn gun dog. But, right. I, you know, Delmar's thing is is two things that resonate with me out of it out of everything that he says in that book from Bill Tarrant. Um, number one, uh, I always remember that God put in dogs what He intended for man. Number one, 
Yeah. And number two, you can learn something. And these are what the handlers down in Townsville taught me as well. You can learn something from every interaction with every creature that you come into contact with. From a baby, from a dog, from your wife, from anybody, from your friend, anything good or bad. It's something to learn from there. And, right. you know, this little dog here is teaching me. He's always teaching me something. Even if it's the the smallest thing, I'm learning his quirks. Mm -hmm. I'm learning what yeah. he likes, learning what he doesn't like. Mm -hmm. You know, I plan on having a, if not a field trial champion, something damn close to it. And I'm gonna keep my standards yeah. high, man. But you, yeah, but you're 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 looking for you're looking for that that champion. Mm -hmm. And if you know, and if maybe you know, maybe he's just like a solid dog who places or maybe he's just a great hunting dog, but right. you're always shooting for that, that, that top spot. Right. 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 And, right. You, and you're looking for that out of that dog. And, and, and it's, and, and honestly, it's like a lot of it's just paying attention to that animal. Right. And you got to you pay, just, you pay, you walk, you're watching what he's doing. You're, you're, you're seeing how he moves. And, um, and uh, a, a big, a big thing, is, a big thing people do, uh, you know they want they want a broke puppy. They want that. They oh want my that God! Puppy. Yes, I yeah they want, man. They want they want that they want that puppy to be eight months old, still in the ring shot and ball. And um, you know, puppy, puppies don't win the national. Um, my my thing that I try to like I try to remember and you know I try to tell people is you know it's going to be a grown dog his entire life. Mm -hmm. It's only it's only gonna be, it's only going to be a puppy a short time. Like enjoy it. Have fun. Let him be stupid. You know. Mm -hmm. Let him find birds. Let him knock birds. Let him chase birds. Let him, you know, just let him be puppies. And then when it's when it's time to break them, you break them. You break them, and they're gonna <laughs> wise up. If you put your dog on wild birds, you actually don't have to do a whole hell of a lot of breaking. You don't have to do a lot of breaking. <laughs> them birds are gonna break that dog anyway. The birds, the birds will break them. Mm-hmm. Let that bird, let that little puppy knock birds, and 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 like let you said, when it's time to do it, it's time to do yeah, it. Give them, let them, let, they'll, they'll let you, they'll let you know when they're ready. But they're, you know, you if you if you try to if you try to fast one thing, and that that's a man-made thing. That's you know that's an ego. You know, I'm like, oh, I want I want my puppy to be this that, and that. Just let it be a puppy. Just enjoy, you know, enjoy those little those little guys. Just like being full of bird spirit and. Running around and being idiots. Mm -hmm. It's just because you know, because like I said, there's gonna be grown dogs here in life. Right, right. You, you only get you only get short window to enjoy them as, as, while they're while they're developing. Right. I mean, we were all young and dumb at the same time too, right? Yeah. And now, hopefully, most of us got a little common sense. <laughs> mm -hmm, you know, yeah, you know that's what you know. Most, most people tell you like a, a bird dog's prime. Doesn't hit until they're four or five years old. Exactly. You know, other, you know, they're they're just getting developed. Like I, for me, I I don't I don't even call and condition my dog until after he's a year old. Mm -hmm. I, I let him just be a puppy, and then after that, I'll start putting the collar on him and getting him used to that. And uh, you know, my my derby my derby still like 
if he knocks a bird and chases it, I'm not, I'm not going to light him up. I'm just going to let him chase it, and then, right. uh, you know, I'll, I'll call him back afterwards. Right. Uh, right. You know, after after two years, then then we're going to start looking to to rein that in. But mm-hmm. first, the first few years of, of a, the dog's life, I I want him to be. I want him to to love dogs. Love. I want him to love birds. Love dogs. Love life. Like that, nothing that dog can do is wrong. Right. Everything he's doing is great. Every you're you're a good boy, and I I think that builds a it builds a confident dog. There's a lot of dogs where people are breaking them breaking them a little early. And uh, and then you know now now they're kind of if they're looking back at the hammer like I don't know if this is right I don't know if that's right and uh, that's that's it's a lot of it's a lot of ego right I mean and we we we've got to get out of that man I you know one of the last things that I want to say before we we stop recording but man. There is a lot of merit to what these old school trainers are saying. Mm-hmm. You know, the information age, <laughs> in a lot of ways, has kind of jacked us up because we started putting down books. Right. And we need to really put books up. Number one, we need to, we got what they said, what the old folks say, you got two eyes, two ears, and one mouth for a reason. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. Meaning, as far as hunting, keep your mouth shut walking through the woods anyway. But number two, watch that dog, read a little bit more, Mm -hmm. and listen for that dog, man. I mean, you got to. All of these things are very simple. And and it's guys like you that are going to continue to push the field trial game, to push the bird dog game, and... Really make sure that we nurture these dogs, man, because there's so many folks out here thinking that they're doing something good, and man, no, they're not. And even, excuse me, even for a lab, I know you don't have a lab, but, bruh, you know, a lot of the times, the same thing that we're talking about pointers, it applies to labs. Just look at them, read them. They're all just the same types of animals, and, and with Ruger, I can tell you now, I, I I personally think you would enjoy coming down and hunting with him because the dog is responsive. He wants to work mm-hmm. for us. You know, and, and he, he, he he's steady. It, there are things that happen based off of the way that this dog was raised. Right. And 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 I, I can imagine I'm going to come up there and wouldn't have too much of a problem with any of your dogs for the same reason, this dog, these dogs are raised off of love and raised off of observation and keeping your hands on them. Sometimes, man, I make it a point just to tell, even if it was a bullshit day, good job, dog. Right. Just for being out there with me. Just for being out. And my, my, my biggest thing, the thing that I try to tell, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not a professional dog trainer, but what I like to tell people is, so you're out there training your dog. Say things aren't going well, and you're getting pissed off, which we all do, because it's not going like you thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Stop training. Yep. Stop immediately. Just, just, just don't. Or, or no, no, no. Don't just immediately stop. Do something you know that dog is going to do. Like if it's a retrieve, 
if it's a set, do, do one thing you know for sure that dog's going to do. The dog does it, does it right, good boy, let's go inside. Right. Do not keep training when you're annoyed, when things are going well, when, when you're getting pissed. Because dog picks up on it and it just, it's, a, it's the same way when, when you're arguing with your spouse. And yep. you know nothing's going to get better. This. And you just keep going deeper and deeper. Nothing's getting better. Nobody, nothing's getting fixed. Everybody's just getting mad. Yep. When, when you're out there training that dog, always end on a good note. If, if you start off with good intentions, the day didn't go good, end on a good note. Like, you know that the dog does, end on a good note, take your ass home. Because yep. if you get mad, then you're, just, you're setting yourself weeks backwards. Yep. Yep. And it, I mean, it's and it's it's it's, it's tough. I know, cause, and but again, that's 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 that man-made thing. That's, and honestly, like I th- like I think women make the best trainers. Yeah, <laughs> yo, I just said that. that. Like, yes. <laughs> it's the thing that men have where we just we want things to go our way, and it's not always going to go your way. And yep. Like allow it to not go your way. Mm-hmm. Go wrong. Do one thing. End on a good note and just get out of there. Yeah. Because dogs, uh, do- dogs don't learn in one in one five hour session that everything goes wrong and then and and you just keep beating it into a nut. They you know over time, over time, over time they're gonna get it. But uh, you got to keep an upbeat attitude, and, and you just you just have to watch the dog. You watch the shoulders sink. You know, you watch your pump. As soon as that confidence sinks, give him something good. Give him give him a, a sit. Just a sit is fine. Say like as soon as that confidence sinks, hey sit. He sits. Give him a treat. All right, good boy. Let's go home. Like, right. Don't let them get down on themselves, and don't when they get down on themselves, don't continue to beat on them. And uh, the. the say you didn't do your best for whatever odd reason. Right. But a exactly. dog a dog is gonna give it to you. He's gonna give you what he got every time. Every time. Dogs don't hold back. They don't they don't say they don't dogs don't say I'm gonna save it for next time. No, no. They're gonna give you the best. Yep. Yep. Well and I think that's a, a, a very good way to conclude. I think that's iconic for you know your social media name, none held back. I think that speaks to right. the dog, man. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, yeah, that's, that's that's exactly why why I picked that name is um is because well it's because it's because of the dog and it's because of the way that I attack everything mm-hmm. um is you know you just, you just you just don't like the these dogs are gonna are gonna show you their truth they're not gonna hold back 
And the reason why we love these dogs is because every day they're going to show you their truth. Right. If it's a if it's a good day, if the sun's out, if it's raining, if they're sick, they're going to show you their truth. Right. And uh, and I and I feel like we have to give that. We uh, I try to I try to do my best in my in life and with these dogs. I try to give my I try to give my beef every every day and do not hold back. Right. Right. Well, I I think you've definitely spoke volumes to, you know, that name, that title and the work that you do, especially on this podcast. You know, Joe, this is a special one for me, man, because we we got way deeper into more than I was expecting, honestly. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, know I, I know I can ramble. I know no, ramble. like we, we you're good. You're good by me. Trust me. I. This is what I feel like, you know, I feel like folks need to hear. Um, I like getting folks on the podcast that are truly about the dog. And I think that you are 1000% about the dog and you've put that above yourself, man, in in, in all aspects. Um, So as far as everything goes, you know, it's been such an honor and a privilege to have you on I know we the listeners can find you on Instagram at none held back is one word. Um, you know, would you like for us to find you anywhere else? Give give us some details. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not too many places else. I'm on uh, like like you know like well uh, we 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 both have the same last name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anybody named Smith that works dogs must be okay by me. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you look up Joey Smith on Facebook, it might be a little bit hard to find me. But like you know, I'm on I'm on a lot of the Siltron group. I'm I'm on mostly every dog group on Facebook. Okay. Um, but you know, um, so anybody can find me there. And like I said, you know, I'm not a professional dog trainer. Although I would love to. Uh, that that's the way I'm trying to work right now. Is um, I'm moving out of the corporate world. And I want to train dogs full time. Um, hopefully soon. Um, but I'm not a professional dog trainer, but I love talking dogs. So if anybody finds me on Facebook or wants to friend me on Facebook, wants to talk dogs, or wants to get into full trial and they, you know, they're not sure about it, um, they're not, or they, you know, they want to come to Oregon and if they know how to shoot and they want to come to Oregon, <laughs> like uh, I don't buy anybody who knows how to shoot, uh, go shoot some dogs, shoot, <laughs> go shoot some pups. Okay. Uh, I don't look great, but we Oregon got birds too. So, um, 
Well, but also, I'm not telling everybody to come to Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't don't flock to Oregon now. <laughs> yeah, don't flock to Oregon. Maybe stop by Idaho. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, if anybody, like, literally, if anybody uh, has got a bird dog and wants to get into some birds, I I love taking people out to my spots. Um, you know, I'm not one of those bird hunters where, you know, I'm afraid of, like, oh, don't go to my spots. It's a secret. You know, I... The, the the way the way I learned is um, it, if it was me I would want somebody to help me get my dog in the bird so yeah if somebody wants to get the dog in the bird I'm going to get you just some birds okay cool cool well look man that's such a, a a great thing to hear from you and we are going to continue chatting you know after this um you know this episode goes because I just feel like you have a very prosperous future ahead of you, man. And I think you're a great representative. Well, I just think you're a great representative of what we need in this particular, um, you know, community. So Joe, I, I can't thank you enough, man. And this is, I know we were, we were bouncing back sometimes to to get on because of the three hour difference, but dude. Yeah, the East Coast West Coast difference. Like I'm, I got family, I still have family in the East Coast, and I, it's hard enough trying to get them on the phone. So. Right, right. Well, we we here now, and and it's been such mm-hmm. a pleasure. Um, so guys, this is another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook Podcast. That was Joe Smith, man. Like <laughs> anybody that listened to this podcast, it, I, I I think you probably want to listen to this one two or three times because there was a wealth of information in that one um, that I think any dog man that love that loves the game and loves loves what it is that we do, um, I think there's a wealth of information that is useful. Um, just as a lifestyle thing, guys. So stay tuned. Uh, next week, we'll get you up to up to date on another episode. And guys, I'll catch you later. Alright, guys. That was the end of another episode with, of the Gundog Notebook Podcast with Joey Smith. Yo. Did we not get deep again on y'all? Did we not get deep again on y'all's listening ears? When we talk about these bird dogs, we talk about folks having their hands on the dog. You know, a lot of the times that's not as 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 physical as it is metaphorical. A lot of the times we get into these dogs and we wonder why they're acting a certain type of way. Well, I can just tell you straight up, I'm listening to a lot of other podcast but I'm listening to the old heads that taught me I'm trying to get this little pointer puppy to be a champion and if he ain't a champion god dang it I'm gonna get real close what it is that I'm understanding about running these bird dogs and raising these bird dogs is and I'm gonna say it again probably sounds redundant raise them out of love challenge them don't let them slip up now raising them out of love means doing what's best for the dog and and doing what's best for for the dog means really studying and really analyzing them. So that's something that I kind of want to kind of swing into my gun dog notebook number two. 
My wife talked about the Gundog Notebook number two on the front end of this podcast, and I so, so, so appreciate you for doing that, sweetie. Um, I used that bad boy for a whole lot of different things. We went to church today, and as she saw, I use a lot of my biblical and scriptural and, and sermon notes in the Gundog Notebook because I'm one of them types of folks, if God got his hand on me, I got my hands on these bird dogs. That's the thing that helps me understand um, my spirituality and nature. The Gundog Notebook number two has been a, a lot more of a learning tool than I even expected it to be. So if you're looking for it, if you're the type of dog trainer that wants to know more than a how-to and you want to figure out how to write your own stories, go to uh, thegundognotebook.com. You can click on the merch link. It's the only link there that has the only Gundog Notebook number two. I made it myself and I appreciate everybody that has uh, purchased it thus far. And I appreciate everybody that's going to purchase it from this point forward. Also, I want to thank my sponsors, Dakota 283 Kennels. Y'all, Greg, shout out to Greg, man. Thank you for making a bomb kennel. And I'm also looking for this uh, forever insert to go ahead and, and speed up the process of uh, kennel training and, and, and crate training. Little Vegas. He's getting there. But that forever insert is going to help speed up the process. Lion Country Supply. My wife told you earlier, I'm always sending her things that I can and can't buy. Um, you know, I, I feel bad. I haven't given you guys, I feel like I haven't given you guys enough of my money. But my wife says I can't. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you have a budget. <laughs> it is her fault. <laughs> And this is a whole sponsorship, guys, so that should tell y'all how much I'm really feeling these guys. I get a bit of a discount. And still... You want to buy so much stuff, <laughs> You want to buy so much stuff. So, guys, for your spring puppy needs, if you are anything like me, you either going to buy a puppy this spring or you got yourself a crazy puppy this spring, go to Lion Country Supply and support those folks. Um, Eric Munden, that's the guy. Reach out to him. You can find him on Instagram. I talk to him a lot. He's a great dude. I had him on the podcast. Also, the Pride Dog Food. Do I really need to say that much about the Pride, Ashley? I mean, it's just good dog food. <laughs> it's just good that's, dog food. That's the tagline. It's just good dog food. Yeah, right. Right, right, Seriously, right. Seriously, it is like kind of like just do it. It's just good dog. It's like, it is like Nike. Just feed it. Wow. Just feed it. <laughs> <laughs> just feed it. No, seriously, man. We got little canine athletes out here. And everything, look, Vegas, Vegas trying to flex his muscles on me. That's because of the pride dog food. Ruger, he ain't even hunting no more. Hunt season's over. I gave him a bit of a break. And guess what? The dog is still in shape. That's due to the Pride Dog Food. Um, Orvis, I want to thank you guys always for your support. We will be, be in uh, Missoula, Montana in April. Yes. 
for the Orvis Guide Rendezvous. Mm -hmm. I feel kind of special. Aw, you are special. You're special to me, husband. Well, I appreciate it. You said yes. So... I did say yes to you. <laughs> I hope I'm special. <laughs> special and... You're special, right? Yeah. That answer is special, too. <laughs> you're special. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> nah, I'm being silly. But anyhow, um, <laughs> Orvis, <laughs> the fried dog food, Project Upland, yo... She just threw something at me. So what happens when you get married to a dog trainer? You start getting stuff thrown at you. Anyway, Project Upland, thank y'all so much for allowing uh, me the opportunity to go down and film, I guess what we'll call the Georgia-Florida Shooting Dog Field Trials, um, the 39th Annual Field Trial. But really, I like to call it a black bird dog uh, handler's field trials. I just talked about that on the last episode, and me and Joey got into it a little bit on this episode. Project Upland, I can't thank y'all enough. Shout out to Will Sensing. Ashley, you met Will, too. Will, you are such a nice guy. Thank you for coming to our home and having dinner. Shout out to AJ, Chet, the whole crew. You guys are awesome. Love the new magazine. Keep doing what you're doing. All right, guys. <laughs> We are going to close out on that note. That is another episode of the Gundog Notebook Podcast. I'm going to keep bringing y'all bangers. And that's it. Ashley, you got anything you want to close out with? The Gundog Notebook. <laughs> I like that, actually. <laughs>